Welcome back to another episode of Toolkit Radio, a Pappy Machinery podcast where a couple times a month I get together with the star of the toolkit and our John Deere specialist, Sawyer Meek, and we chat about equipment, implements, customer service, and anything else you happen to ask us about. I'm your host, Cody Worth, and today Sawyer and I are capping off what we're calling our customer care series. As you've noticed with the first couple episodes of this podcast, we've talked about what Pape is like as a company and what customer service really means for Sawyer and for basically the whole organization. Today, Sawyer and I will be getting into a bit more detail on a couple of experiences that he had with his customers, Annette and John Humphreys and Ken Bissett. These folks were gracious enough to let us go out to their properties and film them talking about their experiences with Sawyer and Pappy Machinery that are going to be featured on upcoming episodes of The Toolkit. So be sure to check out the Pappy Machinery Agriculture and Turf YouTube channel to see those in the coming weeks. So rather than me just chatting about it, let's get Sawyer on the line and get into the conversation. All right, Sawyer and I are back. Been a little bit of a hiatus on the podcast. Just trying to figure out recording time, all that good stuff. But we are back here to talk again about customers and the way that we, uh, we handle that sort of thing, the way Sawyer goes about doing it, the relationships he's built up. We're going to be capping off this kind of series, which we're calling customer care with a series of videos that are going to be coming out here in the next couple of weeks. And kind of to cap those things off, we wanted to get Sawyer's kind of backstory with those guys. That way we can get a, a, a full picture of like what's going on because they talk about their experience, but it'd be great to hear what, you know, Sawyer's got to say about them as well. So we got Sawyer on the line again today. How's it going, Sawyer? Good. Good morning. <laughs> Such a Woo! cheerful morning. Yeah. <laughs> he's so excited. You know, he did push ups before. He did like 50. So, uh, all you know, right. He's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what. I just, you know, it's Friday. Looking forward for the weekend. Gonna enjoy some sun. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. And right now it's cloudy as heck. So, it's a little, get yeah. like to use some sun right now. Hopefully it breaks off. Yeah. <laughs> or it stays that way and maybe it's a little slower today. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Ah, sweet. Well, all right. Well, we're just going to kind of chat a little bit. This should be a really kind of a short podcast today. Just talking about the the two people that uh, we interviewed in the videos that will be popping up on the Pape Machinery Agriculture and Turf YouTube channel here in the next few weeks. Uh, we have Annette Humphrey and we have Ken Bessett. I believe that's how you say his last name. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, they kind of talk about their experience with Sawyer, just why they ended up choosing Pape, that whole journey. They, it's kind of interesting just because they both had similar yet very different experiences in terms of the journey they took to like get to you. So maybe we start off by just kind of chatting about how we'll start with Annette and the Humphreys about how they ended up kind of coming in and chatting with you about what they were looking for. I think initially Annette sent in a request to get some information on equipment. She started off looking to get a tractor for her husband, John, and came in after we were talking a little bit and she realized she's like, oh man, like this is, this is a lot of stuff, a lot of information. And she wanted to make sure she was getting the right equipment for John and her property. And so she kind of had to, you know, spoil the surprise, I guess, and bring him in on it. But, you know, John was still excited and we just got to talking and having them come in and answering questions, looking at equipment. I think initially they wanted a, like a brush hog because they have quite a bit of acreage and blackberries. And then John needed something that wouldn't be underpowered for his future use. 
So if you wanted to add implements, you wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah, and I think that's cool on their part too, where she was looking around, she was trying to figure it out. She talked to a few people before you, but then she, they ended up making that decision together. And then you kind of guided them the rest of the way and developed a really good relationship with them. She mentioned it in the video, or and people will see this later on, but she kind of talked about how initially she was chatting with a few different other locations. I can't remember them off the top of my head. One was really helpful, and I think she said one kind of just wrote her off initially. So how do you, when you have somebody like Annette coming in, and like not to frame her in any specific way or anything, she knows what she's talking about, but I mean, this is a new journey for, I mean, if I was going in to buy one, I would definitely need a lot of insight uh, <laughs> yeah when somebody's coming in they're totally just unsure of like what they're looking at or they've been told a certain thing from another dealership that's maybe not a john deere tractor how do you kind of help them figure out exactly what they're looking for and get the insight that you need so you can successfully help them i think the big thing is is just to kind of get a scope of what their property looks like and the main problems that they're trying to solve people and come buy a tractor, you know, for just a toy, or they can buy it because they need to get work done. Usually it's, they need help on their property. They have a few acres and they're looking to tackle a job. And a customer doesn't always like think to just say what they're trying to do. So I try to, you know, you just be patient. You ask questions saying, hey, does your property have hills or do you have any brush? Or have you looked into implements that maybe you'd like to have or you can see yourself using? And, and then you kind of know how much homework they've done. And then you just kind of steer them in the direction of what they need if they're trying to re-level their driveway, knock down those blackberry brush. Then I have the knowledge and tools to show them the equipment. And then we kind of hone in on lift capacity and transmissions that would be comfortable for them so that they kind of find something that's going to best fit their needs. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense, right? It's, it's just kind of discovering exactly what they're going for, what those specific projects are, and then maybe going a little bit beyond. And we got the opportunity to go out to their property and see just some of the stuff that John had like started working on everything. And he put together some, some tools and stuff that were just like, they were like, holy crap, like, I never would have thought of doing that sort of thing. I think you put like a metal rod with a spool of uh, uh, barbed wire to like roll out a fence and he used the, I believe the front loader, right, to spool that whole thing out, which was like, okay, never would have thought of that, but that's really awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, you definitely become creative. Yeah, yeah. And I think <laughs> those are kind of the best customers too, right? Where they, they start to think outside the box and it helps you go, cool, and that's a good one to remember for next time. Maybe I'll make sure to mention that if somebody's looking for something similar. Oh, yeah. No, I had it happen actually last night. Customer came in to look at a three series, the same size. And then they said, well, how do I, how would I tighten down my fence if I put it up something? I was like, well, actually, <laughs> I had a customer do this exact same thing. <laughs> this is what he did. And I kind of just drew a little picture and they're like, yeah, oh, that makes sense. And I'm like, yeah, you can just go find it at like a local hardware store and put it together. And giving them use cases beyond even the equipment. I feel like that's a really awesome selling point where it's like, yeah, you're going to be able to find stuff that on the sales floor would not be able to tell you about or think about, but you're going to find some stuff and it's going to just exponentially increase the abilities you have with your tractor and everything, which is extremely awesome. Obviously, not everybody's going to do that, but mm -hmm. it, it's cool when people can think of something like that. Oh, definitely. And, and another thing Annette mentioned in when we chatted with her was just kind of the pricing. And when they were looking around initially, they basically were under the impression, right, that Deer is very expensive. That it's going to be outside their price range for what they're looking for, and it 
didn't necessarily seem like something that was attainable. But then that kind of quickly changed as soon as they talked to you. Uh, do you want to kind of chat about that a little bit? Yeah, it's one of the number one things that our competitors say because they have nothing else to come up with. You'll go in there and you'll see their equipment and they'll be like, well, what do you think about deer? And like, oh, you're just paying for the name brand or, oh, you're just paying for the green paint. But when it comes down to it, it's like all the tractors are actually very close and similar in pricing. I'd say our quality is better. So maybe we are a little higher, but like a net, I think she said, we were up like a couple hundred bucks over the competitor. And then we had the equine discounts that she and John actually qualified for, which is through the horse association. So they got even more discounts off the equipment than what she could get at the other dealer. So it's kind of like a sales tactic, I think, that the competitors like to say, because when it comes down to quality of the machine, incentives, deer's just a lot better. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense too, right? That when they're competing in a different way where it's maybe the quality's not as good or they're they're kind of I'm thinking of like Kubota, for example, where their their tractors fit in between the models of the deer. That's the obvious thing to go for is price, like the list price and everything, because it just it sticker shock and all that. It just immediately gets the customer to start to consider them as the more viable option, even though this is something where you'd hope they'd want to invest a little more in just to assure that everything's going to be great. And to Deer's kind of point, and the unfortunate part for, I think, you guys is that they're system for everything is a little like too complicated in some regards and obviously it has to change all the time and everything but having those certain specific ones like the military and the equine really helps because there are a lot of people that are going to qualify for those sorts of things oh yeah yeah and i think the thing that i thought was extremely awesome when i went out with you and got to chat with them and everything was just the fact that you were able to develop such a solid relationship with these folks I don't think you see that very often. I think it's it's very unique, and I think it says a lot about you, Sawyer. The one thing I'm curious about now is now that you've kind of sold them the equipment, you've gone out a few times, helped them, you know, figure out a few different things they can do. Like when we were even out with Annette, you showed her a few different tricks and everything that she was asking about. What does that relationship look like now? You kind of mentioned it before when we've talked in the past about you'll check in on customers typically, you know, within a few weeks and then do like an annual checkup or a six month checkup or that sort of thing. But like when it's somebody that you have kind of established a really solid relationship with, what does that look like for you? I'd say there's different people. There's people that kind of need guidance or like to be in contact with you because they like to ask you questions. And then there's those that kind of get their equipment you talk to them and then they kind of go off and do their own thing. You know, it, it's kind of like a helicopter parent versus not. <laughs> and you kind of let the birds leave the nest <laughs> almost. But like with the Humphreys, John and I talk quite a bit. We'll be texting. He'll ask me a question or what do I think about something? Annette and him both just invited us. Like we went to that, that uh, weekend barbecue where they were putting on for the mother and child education. There's that. I mean, everybody's is just a little bit different, but the main goal is just to be available for whoever needs it. So whether we become really good friends and we can go to these barbecue and events or, you know, I'm just a constant resource where if somebody just wants to reach out when they want, it's just good to be available. Yeah. And I think that's the perfect attitude to have with it. And I think you're right. It's it's not going to be the same thing for everybody. You treat them all the same, but then the relationship after is going to differ. And then you get, it's almost like networking in a weird way where you're the salesman, but you are 
kind of developing this rep, like rapport with all these folks. Some are just, you know, you won't hear from them forever. They might pop in back again. And then others, you get an opportunity where it's like, hey, like bring, bring a tractor out, like showcase your stuff. It's, it's not an official Pape event or an Ag event or anything like that, but it was really big still. And, we, you know, you got to chat with different folks and yeah. tell them about, you know, the location and everything. Even like my customers, I just work with them differently. So even if they have problems with their tractors, I still tell them to call me first before they call the service department. Because maybe it's something that an operator error or maybe there's something wrong. I have a little bit of knowledge that I can help solve it and they don't have to worry about bringing their tractor in. And then once we talk about it, then I go and I'll contact the service for them. Because, you know, that's part of the support and why you're coming to Pape and John Deere. It's like we want to take care of you. So if you have a problem and you've worked with me on your equipment, like that's why I'm here. I'm going to help take care of you and I'll do all the hard work for you. Yeah. And I'm sure that expedites the process a bit for him too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of springing up service. That's an interesting point as well. Cause Annette had mentioned too, that, you know, John and after meeting John, I can see that he's, he's definitely the, the kind he's going to get to know everybody in the store and that sort of thing. Uh, really awesome guy. He kind of got to know the service folks and everything like that. Is that something that you typically see with customers is that they'll start to kind of try to figure out, like, aside from you, their point of contact and everything that they start to try to, like, you know, establish relationships with the service people or whoever else they're going to be interacting with the store? Yeah. I mean, that's what I try to do. If I have somebody buying equipment from me and we've worked on something for like a week or two weeks or I think with the Humphreys, it was like over a month. But then I want to bring them around. Like if they wanted to do business with me, then they're going to do business with the rest of our store. And so it's important for me that they meet the parts people that they're going to be ordering parts and filters from. It's important that they come meet the service manager. If my GM is on on the floor or at the store, like I want to introduce them because it's a it's a family environment and it's a family owned company. And when you buy equipment, you're joining the Pathé family. And those are the big things that I like to highlight because you need to be able to be approachable and you want the good customer service. And that's what a lot of people look. Yeah. And I, I think that helps too, where then they at least have in the back of their minds, right? The, the names of the folks that are going to be at the store as well. So then if they can't get a hold of you for any reason, it's like, okay, well, I know, you know, a few other people there. So hopefully I can reach out to them and it doesn't become that weird back and forth of, Oh, they don't know that they're a current customer or, you know, that they dealt with us in the past and that sort of stuff where then the, the relationship and the attitude kind of drops. Cause I think that inherently happens. Unfortunately, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where as a company, we hope to treat everybody with respect and treat everybody the same way. But there is something to be said about when somebody is familiar with somebody. Mm -hmm. And if like the awareness isn't there, then I think it just unfortunately drops off every so often. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Anything else about the Humphreys real quick before we move on to, to Ken? Um, shout out to John. I can't believe that singing he did. That was just, that blew my mind. <laughs> going to that barbecue and then him going up and starting to sing. I think it was like Alan Jackson. Yeah. Yeah. Or some. Or, yeah. I think it was. And man, that was just, that blew my mind. I had no idea he had vocals like that. Oh, I know. Voice of an angel, you could say. It was impressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Your jaw dropped, dude. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> anyways that was yeah that's probably about it they're great people they are yeah no they were awesome it was, it was great that they let us get out there and record and everything i think that's just something that's unique and really says a lot about 
what you've established with them and their willingness to help us out like that. Yeah, I just can't believe. I mean, if you were out, because I went out there before they did all that work when we were out there. I just can't believe how much they got done. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> they've had that tractor, I think, since like last last year, the fall, I think. And so what, six months? I mean, well, probably yeah, a little the, over now. The weather but, hasn't been especially good. <laughs> no, but like John and Annette, I mean, they're just workhorses. They just get out there and they've put up a whole fence. They've mowed everything. They've established an arena. I mean, yeah, you'll see it in the video, but I just, you know, that makes me happy. And it's proud to support them in that way. Yeah, agreed. Totally. It, it It is awesome when you see people getting a ton of use out of something that, you know, you helped get them there in in a way, but then they took it and ran with it. And they you get to kind of, and I think that's a cool thing too, right? Is that you get to actually see it versus some customers where it's like, you know, granted it's their, it's their property and their stuff. So it's like, they don't have to be in communication or anything, but it's awesome when you can. And you're like, Oh, this is great. Like I, you know, again, I want to think, you know, to use that spool or, you know, anything of that sort and how much progress they were able to make with the thing that you helped get them there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They leave the nest and they flew, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, All right. It's an apt analogy. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, <laughs> well let's, start, let's talk about Ken now, too, huh? Uh, <laughs> yeah, another little uh, bird of mine. Yep, yep, yep. It's a <laughs> kind of a <laughs> similar relationship in terms of, you know, he's stayed in contact with you and he's he's allowed us to go out there and, and shoot video of him. You know, he even like let showcase putting on the mower deck and everything. So we were able to use that. I just want to talk about again, kind of just how he got introduced to you and how that whole process went. Yeah. Ken started looking for tractors at like another competitor. I want to say it was like the Yodi or something. And they told him to come in and contact us for a, a unit that wasn't even what he needed. And meeting Ken when he came in, you know, he's he's probably 30s, you know, my, around our age. And, and I'm just, you know, talking to him, getting to know him. And I'm like, dude, this other place is just taking him for a sucker. Like they told him to send in here, ask for something way out of his realm of need. He needed a, like a one series and they told him to come in for like a, I think it was like a three series. But he's just a super nice guy. Just wanted to help him. And we got to talking. I went out to his property and got to see what he was working with. Help him get into something. And if I remember right, too, I think you even said that this, the model he was looking at initially, it wasn't going to be able to do what he was wanting to do. Like the, the attachments weren't going to be available or work for it or something like that. Yeah. He wanted a mid mower deck because he needed a demo his lawn. But then he also wanted a unit that he could use to put up a fence. And then also do a couple other yard maintenance things with his loader. And they, I think they sent him in for like a 3E series, which you can't even get it, the mid mower deck on. And it's just, I mean, I don't know. I don't like to work like that when you're you're lying about other things. And maybe that guy at the other dealership didn't know what what he was talking about. But it's just, I don't know. That's just a weird car sales vibe to me. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just trying to shell them out to something that, you know, isn't going to do what it's going to do. But or maybe, you know, like you kind of said, maybe he didn't even journey that far to ask him, like, oh, is this what you're looking for? And he just went for the whatever model is hot at the moment or the one they're trying to get off the floor or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. Totally. It's kind of a similar relationship like with the Humphreys, right, where you, you've stayed in contact and everything and you've gotten to help them out with a few other projects and that sort of thing. But like 
that's only from, you know, my point of view. So, I mean, how is it different with like, with Ken, like getting to help him do different projects or help going out his property again, surveying stuff? How, like, how does that differ between the two? I would say Ken has, he's been great. He's put up a lot of work. He's done everything at his property. John and Annette kind of flew away from the nest. And I think they were a little bit more confident. Ken is still really confident, but he just needed a little bit more guidance and how to use his equipment. And so it kind of turned our relationship. And now he's like one of my great friends that he invited me out for his birthday, went out to his birthday party and um, got to meet his wife. And they're, they just got a puppy. And so I'm going to go over there this weekend and see them. And it just kind of turned into this friendship and relationship that I get to see him every once in a while. And, you know, we just, we eat to meet and talk and he said, Hey, my tractor's doing this. What do you think? And I'm like, well, did you clean off your grill in the front? Cause you mow and you won't get any air circulation and fix that problem. And, you know, there's just different people, like I said before, that just need a little bit more help and attention. And this one's just kind of turned into a, a really close friendship. Yeah, that's really cool, man. That's and that's super awesome. I, I feel again that's just I know I've said it a couple of times before. It's just it's rare. I think I, I don't think you see people doing this all the time or going that far above and beyond to necessarily like land this kind of stuff. And it, it's just it's amazing how it can turn out a different way besides just oh, it sold another tractor, sold another this. You know, it's it, it's it's cool. And, and I think long term too. I mean. You can also go, well, and in the future, like, he'll go to me because, you know, he trusts me and he like he knows I'm not going to steer him wrong. And, you know, if there's ever anything else like I can I can help him out with that sort of stuff. Well, cool. Anything else about Ken? And then we'll kind of round this whole thing out here. Um, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of something, but. Oh, it's all good. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I think that was the difference, too, is that yeah. you know, like Ken, it was like. We were like, boom, 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 just cut and dry. We're like, cool, we got it. We're good. Like, I, I think that shows something too. where Annette was very. It was awesome because she chatted a lot and she gave us a lot, a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think the way I want to kind of finish this out here, sorry, is just kind of chatting about like the whole like idea that I mean, these people let us go out to their property and film them and get their testimonials and everything. And we were really trying to, we just let them talk because we wanted to be super authentic. And I think that's something in the past that I've seen, at least from looking at some of our old stuff is that we either give them a script or tell them to say or hit certain beats and that sort of stuff. And it just doesn't sound right. Like it, it's like, yeah, you got the whatever you're trying to get, but you didn't get honesty out of it. And I think it's just super cool that they even let us do that in the first place. And I think it, as a whole, it's an extension of just, you know, the idea of initially it's just word of mouth with these folks. And in the past, you know, that was how it worked where it's like we didn't have necessarily the capabilities to have it on social or the website or videos or anything like that. And I think still there, like, there's this kind of idea that, yeah, word of mouth's great, but as a whole, like, reviews and anything like that isn't nearly as important as, you know, just getting the sale out. And so I'm just kind of, like, curious on your perspective, like, how you've kind of seen that sort of stuff. Because obviously, this wasn't something necessarily in your in your purview, you know, when you first started with them and, you know, helped them get all their stuff, but then it just turned out this way. So what, what does it mean to you being able to translate just the word of mouth kind of stuff to either online reviews or anything like that sort? Or like, how do those things work together? Does that make sense? Kind of. <laughs> That's a funny question. Good goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> one more time, maybe just like. Or maybe maybe a better question would be, what would you recommend to other salesmen 
of how to work with a customer to, you know, where them just having a good experience and chatting about with their friends or family and stuff to get, you know, get them to also, you know, come to you for service. How are online reviews or anything like that maybe just as important as those sorts of things? Or do you think that's the case at all? Yeah, I would say, you know, other other salespeople, everybody works differently. But when a customer comes in, they're going to believe you and what you do. Not always what you say, because you have the title as a salesperson. And I hate that title because people come in and they're like, oh, I need a salesman. And I'm like, okay, well, that's me. But when they come talk to me, my goal is to treat them like a friend or treat them like a family member. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm going to be straightforward. I'm going to tell them this is what it's going to do. This is how you're going to be able to do it. They'll be like, oh, I'm looking for something more like this. And I'm not going to lie and say you can do it. I'm going to say either you can or you can't. And I think that's what really stuck with John and Ken, especially John, because John, John is a lot more old school. And if I wasn't going to do what I was going to say, then John wouldn't trust me and want to do business with me. And that'll all translate down the road that we actually build these relationships and then it turns into good reviews and it turns into word of mouth. And those are the things that I focus on, because if you're taking care of the people that are taking care of you, you're going to make it a lot further in life. You're going to help out your company you're working for. And those are all things that should matter to you. I don't know if that answers the question. but Yeah, no, I think, you know, that's right on, man. Yeah. And I, I think the thing I was trying to hit at with that is the, the idea that it's really easy for somebody to go online or something or even come in store or leave a phone call with something negative because that's the easiest thing to jump to. It's the easiest thing to just get your anger out. But it says a lot when they take the time to either let us come out and, you know, film them or they go online and post a review or they happen to tell somebody about, you know, their experience because that, that means that something resonated with them and they are willing to put their reputation right on the line for a company that they just purchased from. Right. And it, it, it's something where I think now you, you don't necessarily see a lot of, it's hard to gain brand loyalty anymore because there's so much out there. And I mean, in our industry, it's a little different because there are only a handful of options. But it's so many people see it and kind of we saw it with Annette's journey and Ken's journey is like they were looking at multiple things at the same time. And it took a little bit to get to us because as a whole, when you're first looking, they're kind of interchangeable until you get an idea of like, OK, what's going to be the thing that pushes us over the edge? And then our case, it's the people and the service and the way it's going to be after the fact. And then also finding them the best deal and the thing that fits best for them. Right. And I. I think just as a whole, it's something that I think the best people in our company, the people like the majority of them, obviously, I think everybody for the most part that I've met has been really awesome is that they have this insight that this stuff is important and it's about the people. And I'm like, I'm thinking like Carl Locks, for example, on the large ag stuff, like we just put out some videos for his side where he's like, oh, we have customers, you know, asking about these certain questions. I want to help kind of help our help our guys like by having these available so they can use them, but also help them to where they're not having to call us all the time and wait through queues or whatever. And they're just, they got it and we have it for them. And I can tell them it's there. Uh, and it's, it's just super awesome. I think it's, it's very forward thinking in that way. Yeah. I mean, when you put somebody up ahead of yourself, you know, that's when you, they realize you care, you know, and as a salesperson, when I go into like a car dealership or something, those people aren't putting themselves ahead of me. They're putting themselves and, you know, just try and stay away from that. 
yeah, I don't think you could have said it any better. I think it's a great way to cap this thing off. Thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Toolkit Radio. I know it was a little bit of time there, but we are hopefully going to be able to do these a little more regularly. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. Yeah, and that's the thing is, you know, you this is all outside of what you're doing. So anytime I can get you, it's it's it works. So it's all good. Yeah, and for the listeners here, this will be kind of the end of our kind of intro series about we're talking about the company and everything. We'll hopefully get into talking more about equipment and services and all that good stuff, be a little more technical in the way that we're chatting and everything. But I think this has been a good start, and I, I especially with the videos coming out, yeah, I think it was important to get your side of everything, Sawyer, and talk about how your you know how your interactions with uh, with Annette and Ken and John and everything like turned out that we can see both sides and people can get a whole handle on exactly you know, how that worked out. All right. Well, don't forget, you can find us on all your favorite podcast services, our YouTube channel, Happy Machinery, Agriculture and Turf. And uh, Sawyer, where can people contact you and find you online? Uh, you can check out our Facebook. It's at Pape Donald Ag and Turf. Um, if you're more of an online guru of Instagram, you can check out Donald. Uh, there we'll post, you know, pictures of all of our recent customers and Maybe special deals that we got going on. Awesome. Yeah. And be on the lookout for those videos coming out soon. They're going to have Sawyer and him chatting with Annette and Ken. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for joining us today. And we'll see you next time. Toolkit Radio is recorded at the Pape Corporate Headquarters in Eugene, Oregon, in the illustrious marketing conference room and is part of the Toolkit Media Series. You can watch the weekly toolkit video series on the Pape Machinery, Agriculture and Turf YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn at Pape Group and online at papemachinery.com. If you have a question or topic that you'd like to see covered on this podcast, our YouTube series or in our blog, The Toolkit Manual, leave a comment, message us on the Pape Group Facebook page or email us at pcmarketing at pape.com. And if you enjoy today's podcast, please be sure to leave us a review and share it with your friends. Also, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast services to be notified when the next episode goes live. We are currently available on YouTube, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. I'm Cody Worth, and I really appreciate you taking the time to join Sawyer and I on another episode of Toolkit Radio. I hope that we provided you with a few additional tools to keep you moving. We'll see you next time.